Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 135 in Edmonton. The best pizza in the city still making a great royal pizza, pizza past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. It's old school big boy pizza. Everything is real at Royal. None of that synthetic cheap crap. For a menu and a list of the 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. It is a Wednesday. Stoffer recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. Brendan Escott is a fan of the Texan. Just before we go to John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling, into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. And Rosito out of Nelson, B.C., Bob, John Shannon said on your show that the Habs wouldn't win one game. Please let him eat a little crow. That one comes to us from Andrew Cito in Nelson, B.C. Now, I have a brother-in-law that lives in Nelson, B.C. His brother landed one of the biggest knockout punches in NHL history and has trained the Ritchie brothers the last several years. Uh, that is Aaron Downey, uh, is uh, the brother of uh, my brother-in-law, Kyle, So, uh, who is uh, living with Shauna, my youngest sister, in uh, Nelson. They've been there for several years now. Uh, I don't think John Shannon spent a lot of time in Nelson. He wasn't trying to avoid the uh, draft. Isn't that where everybody went to go avoid the draft back in the day? But we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates on the 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. Well, I'll say this about John. He might have said initially that Montreal wasn't going to win a game. But before Game 7, he said the Canadians were going to win. John, how are you? Good, and I'll tell you what, I, I deserve to be called on the carpet. I didn't think Montreal would win a single game. It, it speaks to the respect I had for what the Maple Leafs did in the regular season, and uh, it also speaks to the disappointment I think that most of the city of Toronto have because there was an expectation that they would uh, they would sweep Montreal. I really do. Uh, and, and that's why I think that there's going to be a ton of navel-gazing uh, in Toronto over the next three or four months, months over this debacle. 
which loss is tougher for the respective markets? What occurred in Toronto or the Oilers getting swept in four straight by the Jets? Well, I think misery loves company. I mean, I don't think that they're, I think they're both equally disappointing, shocking. You know, I, 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 I know for a fact that uh, losing to Winnipeg isn't near as bad as being swept by Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg's a good, good hockey team. Um, but I, I think that I think the sweep really hurt. Um, that said, uh, you know the Maple Leafs and now their history dating back to uh, 2004, uh, having not won a playoff series. And Bob, it's now it's now a reality that when you and I were younger, we used to lament the New York Rangers in 54 years. Well, now the Maple Leafs are at 55 years before winning another Stanley Cup, at least a minimum of 55 years. That has to hurt. That has to hurt. Oh, that's making me smile. <laughs> I know. I know. We think about it. You know, you know, when the Rangers won in 1994, you know, the previous Cup victory for New York was 1940, which was hence the chance, 1940, and by every Islander crowd and every Devils crowd and, and Islander fans and Devils fans that went to the Garden. But now it's 1967 to at least 2022. And so that's 55 years for the Maple Leafs before they could win another Stanley Cup. And there's no guarantee that they're even going to make the playoffs next year when you think that Tampa, Florida are coming back to the division. The Bruins are never going to relent. They're going to be a good hockey club. Montreal, obviously, is going to, I think, going to be better. And the Ottawa Senators are going to be better. The Maple Leafs might be in tough next year to make the playoffs. Oh, I think they'll make the playoffs. Okay, we're going to hold you to that. We're going to hold you to that on June second, twenty twenty-one. Bob Stoffer has the Leafs in the playoffs next year. I, I not only that, I'll take it one step further. I think both Toronto and well, Toronto was a top eight team overall this year. We talked about this all season long, where the orders were at. I think Edmonton will be. It's funny. I, I and I, we had Brian Lawton on early. It wasn't his segment, but with a couple of other broadcasters. And somebody suggested, well, the Oilers are going into a toughest, a tougher division next season. And I'm like, what? They were second two years ago in the Pacific. They finished second in Canada. And I don't know about you, John, but no disrespect for the California teams. Phil, the fear of the Finn fan out there, is going to text the show. But I guess never say never with San Jose because Doug Wilson's a good GM. But it looks kind of like, to me, San Jose, L.A., and Anaheim are all kind of rebuilding a bit. You got Seattle coming in as an expansion team, and Calgary and Vancouver just missed the playoffs in the Canadian division when the Oilers were a firm second. Like I, I think Edmonton's going to be a top eight team next year, and I think Toronto's going to be a top eight team. John, call me crazy. Well, I think I mean I, I think the Oilers are a cinch to be at least second in the division. You know, when you think that the only team they really have to worry about is Vegas. Yeah. So I, I and and that it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what happens this summer for both Kyle Dubas and Ken Holland. Um, but when you look at at cap space, when you look at flexibility, I think Kenny's in better shape than Kyle is. Don't you? Yes, I do. Absolutely. I mean, the Leafs have a boatload of unrestricted free agents, but they're all low-end guys, and there's, you know, the the amount of money that's invested in those top four guys, 
um, with with the knowledge that they are they're going to have to find a I think they're going to have to find a second goaltender of some sort is going to be a, a real challenge. Now the owners I think are going to have to find a second goaltender as well. Um, but I, I think that Kenny's flexibility with his cap space uh, and the the really positive side of of Leon Drysaddle's contract uh, puts uh, puts Edmonton in a pretty good spot. What do you mean of the positive side of Leon Drysaddle's contract? Maybe explain that to our listeners who are the Drysaddle. Well, I mean, Leon, 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 Leon Drysaddle should be making Austin Matthews money. Leon Drysaddle should be making Mitch Marner money. He's making two million dollars less. That gives that gives Kenny that much more flexibility with a with a, you know one of the top five players in the National Hockey League at a very very at this point team friendly contract. Yeah, it's amazing how it's worked out because when Pete Shirelli, and we all know Pete's got a lot of critics in this market, but that, that contract is looking pretty good right now. Some will say, well, he should have gotten a deal like McKinnon for Colorado. Nathan McKinnon came off a horrendous season. Uh, now I'm going to have to look at the year, but the, that 16-17 year, he had like 55 points in 65 games, yeah. and it was like minus. I'm going to have to see what year he signed the actual extension. But he had that on the books at that time. So the dry settle contract, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I agree with you. I think Edmonton's in a – I mean, is it not fair to say Holland finally has some money to spend? I mean, he inherited a situation for two years given that the cap didn't go up where he didn't have anything to spend. Like, he was really limited with what he could do. Well, I mean, let's face it. I think that's one of the reasons why Peter Shirelli's not the manager anymore. Uh, because he, he 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 boxed himself in, um, and and you're right. I think that uh, with expiring contracts, with potential buyouts, I think uh, and I, I think this is where Kenny's. You know, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Instinctive knowledge of the game and of what's available, I think, will come to fruition for the Oilers, and I think that's a positive. Just on, uh, I just want to just further something here, Nate McKinnon, because we'll talk about Colorado in a second. Nate McKinnon, in the two years prior to signing his deal, and I'll have to look the date that he got signed on, but uh, he he was signed before the 16-17 season. So in 14-15, McKinnon had 38 points in 64 games and was minus seven. That was not a very good yeah. year. He had a great rookie year where he had 63 points in 82 games, 38 points in 64 games in year two. 52 points in 72 games in year three. Then his contract at 6.3 million kicked in, and he had 53 points in 82 games in minus 14. I think sometimes people forget that McKinnon had some challenges early in his career, and the contract was signed July 8th of 2016. So it was after the uh, 15, 16 season. So he basically had two tough years in a row where he didn't show progressive growth. And he got the six point three million at that time. So now it's a great contract for two more years. 
what the next one they're going to have to pay him big time because he he like Matthews obviously John is uh, you know a ten and a half eleven and a half million dollar player. So the Leafs are Leafs are limited. Can they even afford to sign Zach Hyman in your uh, belief? Well, I mean, I think they're certainly going to try. Uh, but what it's interesting to know that, as my understanding, they haven't really even given him an offer yet, which I think might be disappointing to Hyman uh, and his and his people. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think they they will do their damnedest to uh, to find a way to get uh, Zach re-signed. But uh, I mean, I think if Zach's smart uh, and he and he's a businessman, and we and you know, quite frankly, his father's a very good businessman. Um, I think it would probably behoove him to wait until free agency and figure out exactly what's going on, because there's. Go- I think he's going to be one of those guys that there's going to be a ton of teams saying, "We everybody needs a Zach Hyman. Everybody needs that level, and 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 for that reason, he he might get overpaid for it." Yeah. Um, you know, you still need goaltending, and Toronto. It's not like they got bad. I mean, that's. I, I guess that's like like John. I look at the situation in Toronto and say. Like they were better than Edmonton. They, they, you know, they won the season series against Edmonton. They were deeper than Edmonton. They may have played their best hockey all year when they won the three straight games here at Edmonton in early March. And I just kind of like, like this was the year to strike for them. You know what I'm saying? And I looked at the Oilers, and you would have liked them to have extended the series. You and me aren't going to agree on how the games. You know, if there had been a uh, an extra penalty call since McDavid didn't get any power plays, I'm not sure how that happens. Uh, and we've had listeners suggest that I'm 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 going too far down the you know def- defending the league and saying oh it's a loser's lament it doesn't affect the outcome but when you lose in four straight I think it you know it's a little tough to suggest that officiating affected the outcome but where I'm going with this all John is like you're in Toronto how bad is it you talk about naval gazing like how is is that Mark losing it uh, that market losing it are they incredibly frustrated is there a sense of belief that it can get better. Take us through that. I, I think there's a real sense right now here, um, and, and it's a real debate about what is the core and is the core good enough. Uh, and I and I, I think that there's a, a real frustration that this is not on Kyle Dubas, this is not on Sheldon Keith, this is on the players. And you know, does this fan base? Uh, wait another year in pure and utter frustration, or will it will it want some change? Now that become that will become the real issue, Bob. Is what do you do with the core? Um, you know, I mean, it, it, and you know, listen, John Tavares was hurt. Um, so John Tavares is going to be better, uh, and and probably could have been better by the third round if they had gotten to the third round. Uh, so Tavares will be back. He's got a full no move. Uh, the other guys don't have similar contracts. They're making lots of money, but, uh, you know, do you dare tinker with that? Do you dare tinker with Nylander? So Matthews, so the question becomes is do you, do you keep the core or have you measured what's happened? And this is an internal question. Do you measure what's happened and the reaction and the emotional reaction of the players to this losing and losing last year and say, we'll never win with this. We better get something while we can, or you know what? They're still the top five players in the National Hockey League, and we're going to try to we're trying to try to make it happen. So I think that's the dilemma, and that's the debate will will happen internally with Shanahan and Dubas and 
uh, and Sheldon Keith and uh, and Lawrence Gilman and Brandon Pridham. So those five guys will have that discussion. The fans, I think, are a little less sympathetic to where the players feel because they think they get paid a lot of money and they better perform better in the playoffs. I'm not sure if you saw the comment, but Pierre Maguire made a statement on Ottawa Radio saying that the two organizations that are uh, heavy in analytics, uh, here's the, the quote, uh, the two teams that have been built through analytics uh, and they are both on the outside looking in, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Edmonton Oilers. I was surprised that Pierre felt that way, uh, but I'd like to get your thoughts. Do you think the Oilers have been heavily built on analytics? Uh, no. No, I, I don't. Uh, and and I will tell you right now, um, based on the way you look at the structure of, of the Maple Leafs roster right now, I'm not sure it's been built on analytics either. I mean, I don't think you knew. I, I don't think you needed analytics to to draft Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. I don't think you needed uh, analytics to draft Morgan Riley when they did way back in 2012. Um, you know, I. Pierre's a friend of mine, uh, and one of the great things about friends is you can agree to disagree, as you and I do, Bob. Awesome. Um, I think Pierre's grasping at straws on this one. All right, uh, make the call. I've got, uh, let's see, what did I say? I'm going to go Jets in six. Who do you got, Winnipeg and Montreal? Yeah, I, I think Winnipeg will win. I, I really do. I, I think that uh, in the end, I think the Price-Hellebuck matchup is a wash. Both are great goaltenders. Uh, I think the Montreal defense, uh, Oiler fans saw how the Montreal, the big body defense can make a difference. But I think in the end, the biggest storyline will be the depth of the Jets forwards. And we saw that in the series against the Oilers. When you can roll out four lines like they did uh, consistently, and you can have a guy like Andrew Kopp move to the third line with Appleton and Lowry and make a difference, I think that's advantage Jets. Well, that makes for really boring radio because I 100% I know. agree with you. I know. Well, I was going to say, I mean, the guy, our friend in Nelson there, the home of Danny Gare, uh, I, I was going to say Jets in three like I, like I did about the Maple Leafs, but I didn't think that was going to make any sense. Can you name the former first-rounder uh, that played for the Oilers and the Islanders and the Nordiques uh, and Pittsburgh? Former first-rounder out of Nelson as well. Off the That's top. right. Bingo! Well done, John. That was not an easy sure. one. Excellent work. No, come on, come on, Pat Price, one of the original Oilers in 1979, original NHL Oilers. I apologize. Yes. In 1979. Awesome work, John. That was a hard one. Thanks for joining us, John. We'll talk Monday. And to all those people in the Kootenays, you know what? Come and join us in the Okanagan. It's a little more fun. <laughs> I don't know. I had a lot of fun in Nelson in 2015. That is John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates and their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a Legacy legacy Heating and Cooling. I don't know the name of the lake. There's a lake right in Nelson. There's some beautiful places there, man. Oh, But I do go to Cologne every year, so I'm a little bit partial to there. Let's go to this day in Oilers history for our friends at New West Travel, Dennis and Jason Laliberti, and it pertains to an Edmonton slash Winnipeg connection. Here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, this day in 1959, Oilers rear guard uh, Charlie Huddy, born in Oshawa, Ontario. He played 11 seasons in Edmonton between 1980 and 1991, scoring 368 points. In 694 games, he won five Stanley Cups. Not bad for a free 
agent signing. He was then claimed by Minnesota in the 1991 expansion draft, uh, but returned to Edmonton as an assistant coach in 2000. Great guy, of course, still with the Winnipeg Jets all these years. He's, I don't know how many years he's been in Winnipeg now, at least seven, eight, and spent uh, a long time coaching the Oilers as well, uh, specifically with Craig McTavish. Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight. He was stuck. He couldn't get any better, uh, anybody better, so I'll be joining him at 7 o'clock. Who else does he have on tonight's shoe? <laughs> Some heavy hitters. Uh, in addition to yourself, Bob, uh, former Oilers Luke Gazdick and uh, Colin Fraser. Colin Fraser doing some scouting work. I'm not sure what Luke's up to these days, but uh, anyhow, that'll be an interesting uh, conversation. Tomorrow, loaded show. Uh, we'll obviously have a recap of Game 1 between Winnipeg and Montreal. Wish it was Edmonton and Toronto, or Edmonton and Montreal. Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque. Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network for Canadian Power Pack. Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. And Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, former heavyweight champ of the NHL, George LaRock. Special thanks to all of you that uh, took time to text us on the Ashley Pine Floors text line. Coming up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jayla Nye at 3 o'clock. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.